When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the Duck Call Room. We got Stone, we got Uncle Cy, and we have a we have another. Hey, we have a guest, special special guest. That's right, Cy. That you want to introduce him? Yeah, that I has just, just written just a bet. book. I just bet you got a speech special. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, I did. I did wake up early myself this morning. Yeah, I saw you in the woods. I saw you coming. I heard you fire one <laughs> shot. Yep. Where, where'd that shot, what was that shot? That was on the main levee. That was a big bull Congo. Ooh. All right. He needs Yeet. a shot. I you mean, hit him? Oh, yeah, I got him. He, his head was about that wide. Mm. Yep. That's mm-hmm. one that won't get us. He won't get, <laughs> he won't get us in the legs. Uh, yep. But I will say this. I, ha- I haven't been down there in a while. been been uh, churning those duck calls out. But that was the most enjoyable morning I've had in a long time. At daylight in the woods, checking on everything, and there's I, almost something like healing about it. Oh, it is it's therapeutic. Yeah, it's very therapeutic. And I had old LaRoche's uh, deer manager with me, old Adam LaRoche, um, and he he said the same thing you said. He said there's something about being in these woods. At daylight, oh. oh, you just you just can't get enough of it. So we You're pull looking up at bull oaks out there, bull oak trees. They're scattered. A limb blew out of one of them stone, and I got that limb, and I was looking on there. I was looking for them baby pen. Yeah, if we're gonna have any acorn, acorn crop this year, and and I said they starting to make. Last year, remember we had a bad acorn crop. Oh, yeah. This year, I'm seeing more of them. Okay. So what else you see this morning? Well. I saw about eight deer. I saw some unidentified that was low to the ground and was moving fast. Oh, black panther! <laughs> it was not Uh-oh. not identifiable. It was it not identifiable. Was too not fast. black. It was brown. Sorry, there goes well, your black theory. Well, no, no, no. Cause hey, I seen something three different times over there on the property. Okay, over the years, and all three times I never did identify. It. I would just get a glimpse of it. At first, I said, well, it looked like a turkey fanning out his his feathers. And I said, but no, wrong color and just the wrong shape. Hmm. But I never did. One time, it was on a levee, you know, going by the, by the lake. And I, I was on a four-wheeler. So I just gunned it when I seen him. I said, because I've got him. He's on the levee road, so he's got to go one way, hit the lake, or, you know. So I gunned it, come up there, and I'll, I come up there, and one of them little where you dug dirt to fix the road, water had had water in it, he had went in it. And I said, well, must have been a big old river otter. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I'm not sure. That didn't that didn't look like an otter. Well, so, you kind of sound like old Dan the eunuch. No. The eunuch told me one day he got back up there, and I said, <laughs> all right. I said, what was going on over there? He said, Phil, I have something to tell you. He said, I saw a monkey <laughs> That's eat, right. eating a persimmon. Yeah. That's right, eating yeah. persimmons. I said, Dan, I said, <laughs> I said, this ain't, you know, 
Africa here. I said, you you sure it was a monkey? He said, I'm telling you, he was on his haunches and he was eating a persimmon. What did he say? A black monkey with a white face? Yeah, Yeah, black black monkey monkey with a white face. And I thought, Dan, I don't know about that. Well, did I tell you what happened? A few days after yeah, that. everybody was on alert after that, looking for this black monkey. Did I tell you what happened? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, we solved that. Oh, I, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it with yeah, my own two eyes. Oh, you did see it? Oh, yeah. yeah, I had binoculars on and everything. Yeah. What was it? It you... was a black possum with a white face. <laughs> with a white face. That's it. That's, where <laughs> that's, that's what it yeah. was. That's where the unit got in a bind. That's it. <laughs> oh, speaking of, of the unit. Uh, I pulled I pulled up to the creek this morning and I saw Phil standing there. So we get out, go talk to Phil. And I turn around and look in Phil's truck, and Dan is sitting there like this. He's asleep. <laughs> no, he's not asleep. He's awake. Eyes are wide open, mouth open, staring at the ceiling. Now every time we say something about this, somebody always yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Here's what Jesus said. Not everyone can accept this teaching. Matthew chapter 19, verse 11. He just got through saying, if you marry a woman and you divorce her for any other unfaithfulness, anything, but she sleeps around on you with somebody, you can cull her. But if she can't cook, hey, you got to stay with her. If she's got a loud mouth, you got to stay with her. So he said... Yeah, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. Now, his disciples said, I'm getting to the eunuch story so you'll know what it is. The disciples said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and wife, I can't cull them unless they are immoral. It's better not to marry. I'd be better off not marrying. Well, watch. Not everyone can accept this teaching, but only those to whom it's been given. Some are eunuchs because they were born that way. There are people who do not desire any, anybody, man or woman. They just, that's one kind, born have, that way. They have no desire. No desire. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Others were made that way by men. They were castrated. The kings, they would castrate all the men. That way they wouldn't fool with the chicks. So, and others, now watch this, have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. So there's three kinds. Some are born that way. Some are made that way. And some... The Apostle Paul, Jesus himself, said, no marriage. Think about it. Jesus knew he was going to die for the sins of the world. It caused less grieving if he just didn't get wives, family. Some people, you say, they, they, they're eunuchs because they say, well, I really don't have the money, whatever you they're just not drawn to the opposite sect. The Apostle Paul said, the line of work I'm in, and he got his head cut off. He said, I think probably having a wife and children would slow me down on the task the Lord Jesus has given me, preach the gospel, write these books in the Bible. So Dan, I, I told him, I said, Dan, I said, just remember, if you, if you stay a eunuch and you don't marry, you can always marry if you want to. 
You may be 50. You may decide to marry. I said, but the bottom line is, I said, it's cheaper. <laughs> I would think if you didn't have a wife, you didn't have that woman of yours, side, would it be cheaper without her? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'd have a whole lot more money. Well, but hey, here's the, good, the, the good news is, uh, Miss Kay don't spend a lot of money. Huh. Hey. <laughs> but here's the thing. The Bible speaks highly of the eunuchs. Sure King, does. Kings let them, they, they handled the treasury. Okay. One of the convert convertees was a, the Ethiopian eunuch right along in the chat. Said, you know, who, who's, who's he talking about? He was reading from Isaiah. Yeah. And old Philip said, that, that's the one I want to talk to you about, the one you don't know anything about. And he's the one that pulled up and they went out there. As soon as they saw some yep. water, you know, what's to keep even being baptized? So Philip goes down and baptized, but it was a, he was a eunuch. But God, you're right. I read the various places it's mentioned always in a positive way. No, no. You don't have to marry. They were very trustworthy That's right. people. That's okay? great. I they trust, were put in charge, okay, I, I trust old, old Dan with every cent I have. I mean, he is like trustworthy. Oh, he's very trustworthy. Oh, yeah. Yep. I grew up with him. I love Dan. Oh, yeah. He's a good dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is a great guy. Well, on that note, we got one more break coming up right now, and we'll be right back. Yeah, buddy. What's the greatest piece of mail you've ever gotten? I don't know, man. I, yes, I would, you do. What? It's a mattress, and it came from That's Helix. That, came from Is that Helix. not the best thing ever? You open a box, boom, you have a mattress, and you're like, a mattress in the mail? I don't know. And then it's like the most comfortable mattress ever because it was tailor-made for you because you took a two-minute quiz, and it was like, hey, you're exactly what you need. Boom. And you're like, wow, this is the most comfortable thing on earth. Thanks, Helix. I will, and it Taylor, came in the mail. I will have to Taylor say, fitted. I will have to say, until you get a mattress in the mail, you never realize how tedious going to a mattress store actually is Ooh, to find yeah. the one for you, where you can sit down and in two minutes answer all the questions, whether it's for you, you and your wife, your wife, your kids, whatever. Fill out the questionnaire, and they send you a mattress that's made for you because that that's what they do. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses. Based on your unique sleep preferences, they have 20 unique mattresses, including award-winning Lux Collection and a mattress for, shocker, big and tall sleepers. That's your boy. And even a mattress made just for kids. And now Helix is bringing us their most premium mattresses yet with a new Helix Elite Collection. Every Helix Elite has a built-in cooling cover, thousands of supportive coils, dual cushioning layers, and even lumbar support for a truly elevated sleep experience. So if you want to know which one it is, take the quiz. You can get it done in two minutes or less. And then you have a mattress that's built just for you, and it's shipped straight to your door. And then you jump on it and just, hey, you're sleeping on a cloud, boys. You can jump on it. You can lay on it. You can do whatever yeah. you want on right. it because it is that, I mean, it's that well made. And there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So, Hunter Night Trial to try out your new Helix mattress. That's right. And if you're not satisfied, which you're not, you're going to be ecstatic about how great it is. Look. <laughs> There you go. And we're all unique. We all sleep differently. That's why Helix has several different mattresses to choose from. They have models with memory foam layers, models more responsive foam to cradle your body, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. And if your spine needs a little extra TLC, they got you. It has a hybrid design combining wrapped steel coils in the base and foam layers at the top. So, I mean, I don't know what else you could want in a mattress. Johnny D., He's wrapped up in a pillow in a cloud every Mine night. Mine is just a soft, fluffy, beautiful cloud. There you go. I should there go, go back home right now. Moonlight, right? 
Moonlight. There you go. He's boys. he's chasing the moonlight. Not only is this the best mattress we've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattress delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Don't take our word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by Wire Magazine, and it's recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Plus, they're American-made and come with a 10- or 15-year warranty, depending on which one you get. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash duck and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Go to helixsleep.com slash duck and use code helixpartner20. Hey, look, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know... We're not superstar athletes. We're just regular dudes. Regular dudes. Who do regular things. That's right. And it's important to stay regular and to stay healthy to be regular. So it's important that we take supplements of the highest quality. And that's why we've been partnered with AG1. How long have we been drinking AG1, Philip? A long time. Probably about three years for us. Yeah. And unlike a lot of those other brands of supplements, yeah. AG1 conducts a bunch of testing to set the standard for purity and potency. And it's researched and developed by an in house team of scientists, uh, doctors, and nutritionists. Are you a scientist, doctor, or nutritionist? Negative. On Negative. That. So, how are we supposed to know? That's why we go with AG1 because they've got decades of experience in their field. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. Philip, you made a pack right here. It's that easy. I, but I did. I knew I was doing the duck call run this morning, and so uh, I waited to do my AG1 here. Right there. And um, look, we never miss a day when we drink our AG1, me and my wife, Alicia, and we've loved it for a long time, and it's really helped us out. Yep. And we know we can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because they obsess over product quality, the standards of manufacturing partners, and sustainable practices. Taking care of your health shouldn't be complicated. And that's why AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one scoop or travel pack. Philip already did all that while we were doing this ad. You can AG definitely tell when you miss a day and you don't drink it. Yeah. Uh, some time goes by, you're craving to go back and drink your AG1. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes vitamin C. Mm. Can't get enough vitamin C and zinc. To support my immune health, look, it all started back when Superman himself, Christian Huff, started yep. drinking AG1, mm -hmm. got us all on it. We're not Superman, and I'm not going to be able to lift the weights he lifts, but I'm going to be able to feel great every single day <laughs> by drinking AG1. And you're going to have better gut health. Better, yeah, that's important for me. Look, we've been partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high-quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash duck. That's drinkag1.com slash duck. Check it out. I have a question for Phil. Phil, so you know my Uncle Mac, right? Yeah. Owens? Yep. He he came on our podcast, mm -hmm. and he told us that you and him used to take Miss Kay and Mary to the movies? We actually, in our younger life, before we knew better, we would, like, go to town at night <laughs> and take the women. That's true? 
<laughs> I haven't been to town at night. <laughs> I haven't shopped oh. in a decade. In a decade. <laughs> I mean, I'm just down at the house and Dan said, you need anything? I said, yeah. I said, get up there, you know, but, bring uh, me some bring me some of them barbecue chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't we never did go to town much. No. Even as kids. Nope. Okay. We was always busy either fishing. Uh, you know, hunting or, or something to do with creation. Yeah, we didn't go to town as a family. Well, I no. never remember going to the church. Building. The only thing we did as a family was go to church. Yeah. That was it. That's it. You don't play dominoes. And play dominoes. I was just curious. That was the thing about being in the woods, okay? You're actually, people don't realize, you're actually out there and you've, it's like a communion, okay? You're communing with nature. Yep. And, of course, you're communing. If you're communing with nature, then you're communing with God because he's the one that created Think about it, Stone. Have you ever heard any cursing coming out of them duck blinds all these years we've been hunting? No. We just not one instance. Well, number one, it's useless. The filthy language. It's useless. It is. All it'll do is it'll send you to two, two H-E-L-L-L. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, uh, we don't want to always remember, side there is forgiveness. No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying, though, <laughs> filthy language is really worthless. Okay, uh, uh, it's yeah. better. It's better thought that since we're ambassadors, as though God was making His appeal through us, it's just not very attractive for an ambassador mm. representing the one who yeah. never made a mistake. Yeah. It just doesn't fit with profanity and pointing people to Jesus. It just doesn't work. And people do notice. I, I played the basketball in high school, and we got this old boy from New Orleans after Katrina, and he had a New Orleans mouth is the best way I could put it. And he came, sat on the bench beside me in the middle of a game, and we were getting beat real bad. And he looked at me and goes, you don't cuss much, do you? And I was like, he was huge. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, huh, I should probably look into that. And I was like, Sounds good, but people do notice your language. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that's probably the second they notice what you look like, then notice how you talk. And so when they notice something different, it is a, and we're called to be different. Yep. One thing I noticed this morning was all that slack in that that track on that dozer. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dan sent me a picture not too long ago. That Red found the problem on one of these slides he, he was showing me. But he had that thing taken apart, talking to the parts man. But they'll have that going pretty quick. He's been, it's been up to 100 degrees in the shade. But uh, but going back to the woods again, you, you have equipment. And, you know, if you're in the mud all the time, your equipment. Oh, if you use it, it's going to break down. Bulldozers, track hose, yeah. back hose. I mean, there's a lot of equipment <laughs> In order for a man to kill a duck, wouldn't you agree, or deer? Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it, it's quite the operation going on down there right now. Oh, it's a lot of work involved in it, duck hunting. By the way, that prairie, when I parked and I looked over that 22 acres. Is that pretty or what? That is the one of the prettiest sights I've ever seen. In 1967 or 68, we were in college. We set our, after a couple of years, you learn if you like to hunt and fish. We fixed our schedule 
to where we went to went to classes on like Tuesday and Thursday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days out in the woods. We were heathen. Tommy was always a, a, a good dude, but Christianity was not pointing people to Jesus was not what I was into. So a couple of days you go to college, the rest of the time you're in the woods. So we went up there one time and we was in the, the northern part in Louisiana, north Washita, on up the river, about 50 miles from where we're seated right here. We asked this old commercial fisherman, said, got any ducks around here? And he said, oh yeah, a lot of ducks. I said, where are all the ducks? He said, they're up there on the prairie. I said, the prairie? I said, so what is that? He said, it's a big opening in the woods. Well, I didn't know at the time how it got there, but I just was taking his word for it. So I asked him how to get to it, and it was about three to four miles from where we were. He's sitting in the boat and telling us how to get there. So you go up there, you know, you turn on Frank Lapeer Creek, and you go up there, and you'll see a cut right here. He was telling us how to get there. So I'm being Tommy, we take off. We get up there, and when, when I saw the prairie coming up, I noticed the woods started opening up a little bit. The water was about roughly a foot deep, maybe a little less. And if there was one duck doing this, there was 10,000. I mean, that thing was loaded. And I said, Tommy, is this legal? He said, this is legal. I said, we fixing to have a time. <laughs> well, we got out there, boom, ba boom, ba bow, boom, bow, bow, boom, boom. Well, we started hunting it. Well, I asked the oldest man I could find up there one day, I said, how'd that thing get to be open like that with all them scattered trees? What you saw this morning, he looked out there. He said, Germans came up from Germany, come up by New Orleans, you know, they ended up on the Red River back before they did all this work on it. And then he got on the Black River. Then he turns into the Washita. Tinsaw, Little River, the Washita run together down there around Jonesville. They come up through here, paddle boats. I mean, no chainsaws. They were doing it by Cross hand. Cut. Cross cut. And I looked out there when I saw it, and I said, how'd this opening get here? It looked like it was about 80 acres. 80 acre just opened up. Big overcup, scattered out, spaced out. I sat on that bank. Me and Tommy had a bunch of ducks. I said, Tommy, I said, always remember this. I said, if I ever have the opportunity to have some land, I said, one place out there would be what you're looking at. I said, I would like for it to look at, like that right there in scattered trees. Well, fast forward about 50 years. The Germans were there in the 30s. We were there in the mid-60s. So 30-something years had passed. They were there, no chainsaws, no equipment. I mean, I guess they had mules. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But anyway, they're sawing these things down with cross-cut saw. But I noticed they were aware to leave scattered trees where it wouldn't hurt the landscape. I don't know, no telling who owned it. But I saw that, and I said, if I ever get the chance, I'm going to make a hole just like that. What you saw this morning, Stone, was me saying, I'm, "Here it is, 22 acres, 22 acres." Of, right? that, that grass, 
they were Spranglertop when I found the, the first one way up there up north 30, 40 years ago. But this one, it's just uh, nut sedges, uh, wild millet. You see that? Oh, yeah. So by the time that thing gets up, a few little rains this summer, you just think about what that's going to look like. It's solid grass from one end to the other. Well, I know the deer like it because me and Jay's pulled up there and it was still, the dirt was, hadn't even nothing that grew yet. Look, I've and got Jay a duck said, blind. Jay here comes the deer. He's a good grease, big old buck. Yeah, I got a duck blind, side that we made early in the spring. And I said, I'll wait on the backwater and I'll move that blind out there on that. So I waited and I waited. It barely got enough water. Dan and I, the eunuch, we went from the from the bayou, we came off of it. From cutoff? We hit the dirt. We hit the dirt before I could get to the, the spot. And I said, we'll just have to wait and hope it gets a little higher. Well, we caught about a four-inch rain early this spring, and I said, Dan, now's the time to get that blind in there. We went up there, had a little four-horse motor to get up there, ran aground. So it was. I tied it off. It was just sitting there. It was sitting about... 60 yards from where I wanted where you Where you wanted it? And I said, the last thing we want is no water that I, I can't get this thing in there. But the river got up just enough, and we just jumped out of the boat. He got on one side, and I got on the other, and we just started putting some old pontoon bars that Burley built a blind on. So I got it now in the spot, and after that, the water fell out, and now it's just sitting there. All it needs to be is brushed. We got a dog run on it, you know, got a roof on it. <laughs> it looks awesome. So you was picking up what stone? So I was taking that boy around this morning, and I, we got up to the Cypress Lake above the pipeline. Yep, little Cypress and, Lake. And uh, he said, boy, that thing's pretty. I said, yeah. I said, Phil planted every one of them Cypress trees. Yeah. He said, are you kidding me? I said, not only that. Then I took him down to the lake. I said, you see all those Cypress trees? He planted them. He planted those, too. Yeah. He said, after I'm long gone, Stone, they're going to come up there. They said, boy, this is an old Cypress break. Yeah. And you can tell them it's not that old. No, <laughs> no it's not that old. It looks like an old Cypress oh, yeah, break right, right oh, yeah. now. Yeah. It, it looks incredible. But he said, he said, how many duck blinds do y'all got out here? I said, oh, about 60. Yeah. He looked at me. 60 duck blinds? He said, why would you have 60 duck blinds? Because the said, duck lived there. I said, let me tell you something. The people that I hunt with, they mad at them. <laughs> Everywhere somebody's seen a duck light. Put a blind. Uh, hey, tell me we got to build one there next year. Yeah, you see blind, they, try, they light three bunches of light in a spot. You say, okay. Uh, yeah. a duck blind sitting there next uh. year. <laughs> Rucker, do you know what makes the best neighbors? What makes the best neighbors? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Quiet ones. A good fence. You know what's better than building a fence out of dead wood? Ooh, live wood. There you go. Building it out of live wood. Yeah. And you can do that with our friends at Fast Growing Trees. If you want shrubs to protect you from your neighbors, I say protect, but, you know, kind of shelter you Mm -hmm. in place, do a little thing. You want shrubs, you want trees, you want bushes, you want grass they got you whatever you want they got you and that's what's cool because like i planted the persimmon trees i planted i got one for each of the boys i like a way to give back to wildlife all the wildlife come eat the persimmons when they're ready in a few years all the things it's our way of giving back you know 
and and it's really cool. And not to mention, I don't know if you 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 married now. Yep. At some point, your wife's gonna say we need new bushes. Mm-hmm. We need new plants. Look, you know how expensive that is. Oh. It's a heck of a lot cheaper if you go to fastgrowingtrees.com though, because they can help you out. You can type in you're in Louisiana. They can tell you what grows here, what doesn't grow here. So if you're like, man, that's really cool, but it don't grow here, don't waste your money. All right. You know what I'm oh, saying? That's useful. So there you go. Look, they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. So they got like, you can grow lemons on your front porch. You can grow them in the kitchen. You can grow avocados, olives, figs, whatever you want. You can just go shopping right there. You know, you can go, I say, hey, we ain't got to go to grocery store. Just go pick you a Meyer lemon right off the tree right there. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. You don't have to drive around the nursery. Save yourself time. Save yourself some money. And their in-house experts are always ready 24-7 to help you out. And look, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DUCK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DUCK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com code DUCK offers valid for a limited time. Tell them we sent you. That's it. Uh, here's Dan the eunuch what he wrote on the outside of the book take two podcast <laughs> to use and plug so we're supposed to plug this book okay D- D- dc call room go behind building and gravel parking lot <laughs> they'll be at the back door <laughs> that's what got me here well, hey I ain't got here boy <laughs> by Dan by Dan's instructions Dan. De- detailed instructions so make a long story short I've been in the woods since uh, about daylight this morning. Living in the woods, you say, why would you go to big bunch of woods at daylight in the morning, the last day of June? Well, we are making it our ambition as the Apostle Paul told the Thessalonians, make it your ambition. That means when you get old enough, you come to the Lord, you say, how do I roll? What I need to do there, Brother Phil? I said, well, you need to make it your ambition. Here's a quote. 1 Thessalonians 4.11, 9 through about 12.14 there. Make it your ambition. Now just think about it, in America, after what we're seeing in our streets and whatever, in the midst of all that, make this is the days of the Roman Empire, pretty, pretty rough bunch. Make it your ambition to live a quiet life. That means running around in the streets with signs and hollering and carrying on and just sitting there. They show some of them, they're just sitting there, they're screaming as loud as they can scream, and you're like, there's nobody there. There's no, nobody spurring them on. They're just standing in their living room and screaming into a cell phone. I'm like, so we make it our ambition to live a quiet life. That truly is quiet. This morning, no traffic, no one hollering. 
other than every once in a while you could hear a plane somewhere in the railroad track, which is way out to the east. It's as quiet as this room right now, just quiet. Big trees, few deer, see a few squirrels this time of year. Time to time, see a turkey, maybe an old black bear rummaging through the deer feed that Stone plants for them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, quiet life. Mind your own business. Yep, makes sense. Work hard with your hands to do something constructive, just as we told you, so that you'll win the respect of outsiders who are watching. So we notice you live a quiet life, you mind your own business, you point people to Jesus, and you're not dependent, listen, on anybody. Here's how much I owe them. You say, how much money do you owe people? Zero. So you young bucks sitting here, Start with you two and these listeners. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, Phil. Uh, you make it your ambition to live a quiet life. Mind your own business. Work with your hands. Doing something that's constructive. So that you won't be dependent on anybody but God himself. He, you're dependent on him. Everybody else, pay your debts. Mind your own business. Quiet life where they, yay, all the cussing and carrying on. Wasn't any of that going on. You say, how many times w could we hear y'all use profanity if we followed you around all year, day or night, in the woods and out of them? How many, how much filthy language would you hear? How many curse words would you hear? Look, zero, none. You say, not slip of the tongue every once in a while? No. There's no slips of the tongue. We don't use filthy language. Some guy came to me one time and he said, you know, we're all using filthy language and I'm the sound man and I have you, Mr. Robertson, and all your family mic'd up. I can hear you when you whisper or any of your family members. He said, now we're on a film crew. He said, this film crew has the most vile language that you ever heard. But he said, I've been listening, and the more I listen, I'm straining to hear <laughs> you or one of your family members at least curse a little. But so far, three months of filming y'all and listening to every word you say, why is it I never hear any cursing? And what he didn't hear actually got him converted. And I said, I'll tell you why you don't hear filthy language coming out of our lips. So that evening, I sat down with him, and I preached the gospel to him. You ever sinned? He's like, oh, yeah. I said, are you going to die physically? I said, how old are you, about 40-something? He said, no doubt about it. I said, here's why I don't use profanity, because the one who came down... He didn't use profanity. And he said, be like me. You're an ambassador for me. And as an ambassador for Jesus, 
you can't use filthy language because if you do, you sound like the rest of this bunch running around. You have to be different. You have to stand out in that you do good, not evil. So this morning we worked on a dump, whole water on about 20-something acres and about another 20 over in the woods there. So in all, that dump will hold about oh, 40 acres more water for the ducks. So we've drained it all down, but the old dog bayou stone, it's the last one. Mm -hmm. When you make the call, we'll drain it. We've been draining water. In this part of the country, <clears throat> water stays late sometimes, high water. This year, not much at all. Been a pretty dry year. So we're down there working on the dump. I got Red, the local redneck, and uh, he's an equipment man. That's right. So all he does, he's on a retainer. So he gets money every month from me, no matter what he's doing. And he's thinking, the only way I can keep that money flow is when he calls, I need to answer the phone because he's got something on his mind. So that's how it works with him. Help a local redneck make it your policy to do that. <laughs> so the book is about all I had to say for about two or three years uh, from in the woods. So they took a film crew, followed me down through the woods. We'd stop on the side of the road, and I'd give them a lesson. I didn't have notes, take notes, and all that. I'd just come up with a topic. And this little book, I recommend it, especially for you young bucks who run around, don't know who you, you, you you're getting drunk with your buddies, you're taking fentanyl, you're dead, they're dragging them off. So it's when party time comes, they've got drugs now that will kill you within an hour or two. You'll be dead. And they, they're sucking them up like they're candy or something else. You think you're buying one pill, it's really fentanyl, it'll kill you. 100,000 last year, 100,000 young bucks, 20s, late teens, 20s. They're all dead, 100,000 of them. You say... I wonder if following Jesus is the best way. Is God dead? There's a topic. None of these, none of these questions. Is God dead? It's the truth that sets you free. Live out the truth. A taste for freedom. The prison of false freedom. Uh, America's spiritual problem. Uh, Jesus in today's politics. The grace of God. Love your neighbors. Demonic deliverance. All this, you read it. You get your Bibles out. Look, none of these are over two pages. Here's the front. Here's the back. That's over. That topic is covered. It's not a long, drawn-out book, and you read chapter after chapter. Oh, I'm getting sleepy. I made it easy for you. In April 1966, Time magazine raised a ruckus. I remember it. I was a sophomore in, high, in uh, college, Louisiana Tech, when I saw this. Time magazine raised a ruckus when it printed this question on its cover. Is God dead? They all looked around in the 60s. They say, evidently, God died on us. But he didn't die. We did. So, you read one of, each one of these topics. You say, how many are there? There's 100 topics in this. They even put my picture up there. That's a shirt that I got on right there. 
See that patch? I'll put it there because I got ripped off by a limb. But you see that shirt? <laughs> that shirt is about 35 years old. They took it from me and put it in a museum because they had me sportsman something, some kind of award, and they took my shirt and put it on a one of these, what do you call them? The things they hang your clothes on, mannequin? women. A mannequin? Yeah. 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 They, they put got a mannequin on. with my shirt on it, but but the face they put on it, you know, it didn't even look like me. <laughs> All they had right was the whiskers. But that shirt right there, they got that. It's it's in the museum now. So I, I made it to a museum, a mannequin, and uh, that was the old shirt I was wearing. But I didn't wash it for the entire 30 years. I never washed it. i just hang it up to dry if it rained on me. It'd dry out, and I'd put it back on. But uh, that was a great shirt. I missed that shirt, by the way. Uh, iron it out, boys. That's right. what, yeah. what, what so you that's a little uh, Your Daily Feel, 100 Days of Truth and Freedom to Heal America's Soul. You young bucks ought to get off your butts and quit dipping in the dope that will kill you. I mean, give me a break. And all this stuff in the streets, you know, if you don't kill your children, we'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, I bet you will. So we're all looking at it here, and I'm 76, boys. Y'all are young bucks. I'm 76. If someone told me, Si, that you and I would be looking at what we're seeing in these United States of America with this crap coming out of Washington, D.C., I wouldn't have believed it. Nope. Here's a little light text. Uh, (laughs) This is a light text. Mark this. You say, if you hear something in the Bible and you're reading along and you say, whoa, what mark this means write this down. Underline it. Underline this. There will be terrible times in the last days. I don't know whether it's the last days or not, but ever since Jesus showed up, the 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 writer of Hebrews, no one know who wrote this. In the past, God spoke through our forefathers and through the prophets at many times and in various ways. God spoke, Old Testament. But in these last days, you covered it. Uh, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he made the universe. This Son is the gradients of God's glory exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his power. Word. Nope. So ever since Jesus showed up 2,022 years ago, God's not said a word since. He documented it first century. The apostles, you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the epistles, Apostle Paul and Peter and all of them. You read it all, you say, is that the end of the flow of information? That's the end of it. You say, he gave you the beginning, he created it. You turn rogue like all other human beings, he comes down to keep the law that not one other person had ever done. He wrote it, he kept it, and died to get us out from under it. He's spoken to us by his son. You say, no more writings. Writings are over. These texts are old, but, but listen to this. In lieu of what you see in America, P. 
People will be lap terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Oh, yeah, he hit one there. Lovers of money. Y'all see any of that going around? Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. That's what you'll see in the last days. Any uh, disobedience to parents going on in the United States of America? Uh, one of the Ten Commandments. Children, honor your father and mother. Bump, they break the law. They don't honor their father and mother. Ungrateful. No appreciation. I mean, America's the greatest country there ever has been. And I mean, they're saying, well, the hell with America, get them out of They just cursing and carrying on. It's the greatest country on earth. It was, but it's slipping fast. Unholy, that's the way it'll be in the last days. Without without love, that's the way it'll be in the last days. I'm just reading the text. You decide whether it's the last days or not. Unforgiving, slanderous. Kill your baby. We want to kill the baby. We got to kill the babies or we'll kill you. Slanderous, without self-control. My goodness. Slanderous, without self-control, brutal. Not lovers of the good. Treacherous, rash, <laughs> conceited. Lovers of pleasure. Everywhere you look, Immorality shown. Immorality, immorality, perversion. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. There's certain sections you just like, I point them to Jesus, but to run with them? No. So, there's a little update on the book. It's those kind of things that you'll hear. Uh, put your faith in Jesus. Get out alive. That's the message. Yeah, so that is the book. It is Your Daily Feel, 100 Days of Truth and Freedom to Heal America's Soul. It was exclusive at Walmart last year, but it's so popular, they brought it everywhere. So for the first time ever, you can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Hobby Lobby, Books A Million, anywhere you can find books, it's there. And you can download a free chapter at yourdailyfillbook.com. So go check it out, and we're going to take a break and be well, right back. Well, it's good to be with this. you, boys. I hate to eat and run. <laughs> Are you leaving? We got one more segment. We'll take one break and one more segment, then we'll be done. All right, let me take a leak. All, All right, take a leak. We're going to take a break. Wrap it up, Johnny D. What you got some emails for us? Yep, I got I got a couple good emails that I thought Phil would be great at. Phil, we have people email in asking questions, Jesus, life advice, any of the sort. Yep. Um, and Brandon from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, emailed in and said, after years and years off the path of the Lord, he finally reinstated his faith about a year and a half ago. Uh, he's got a kudos to him. Yeah, he's yeah. got a son. Uh, his wife and him pray together uh, every day. Uh, so so great stuff here. But he said, a dear friend of mine who's he's older than him, uh, he's a good person, but it, when it comes to Brandon's beliefs in Christ, he has no problem trying to make me feel like I am crazy. 
Uh, so his friend lost his 17-year-old daughter two years ago and believes that if there is a God, he is cruel. I tend to cower down and refrain from getting into a, bait, a debate. What can I do to try and prove to my atheist friend that the Lord Almighty is very much real and that the teachings of Jesus Christ are the most valuable lessons that can be learned? You could take what the college professors tell you. In the beginning, there was nothing. There was nothing. And here comes a violent explosion. They know it at a starting point. And here comes the universe. So ask your atheist friend, I would guess, uh, what was there before the large explosion? What was there? And they will say, nothing. So then you would have to say, well, nothing explodes, yeah. <laughs> and you have yeah. the cosmos. That's it. Mm -hmm. How does nothing explode? I mean, where did it come from? So where did we come from? I read the scriptures. God created us, knits us together in the womb of a woman. That's why you don't want to. When a human being is born, you could ask him, how old is he? They'll say, well, he hasn't had his birthday. He's born on, on July 1. Well, he's going to tell everybody that one year from now, when July 1 comes up again, he's going to say, I'm one year old. Correct? That's right. Mm -hmm. You're born, but you're saying, well, today is my birthday. Well, you... A year goes by and your birthday comes up and everybody's telling everybody, yep, now my kid is, is three. He's actually three years and nine months. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, correct. So everybody who's born, some born a little earlier than nine months, but roughly nine months, has to be added to it somewhere. So when you say I'm 50... You're 50 years and yes. you're nine months. Yep. You're almost 51. It's almost because you stay three-fourths yeah. of the time inside your mother. But that proves you were alive because you came out and I'm looking at you and yep. talking to you. And God says, I knew, I knew you in the secret place. Yeah. So you end up saying uh, either... Salt water made me? Nope. Or God made me? I heard the college professors. I heard what they had to say. But to, for salt water to make me a beaver, an otter, <laughs> a mallard duck, a teal duck, a gadwall duck. No, sir. That dog won't hunt. department in salt water put the color code of the wood duck? Beautiful thing. What department in salt water said, let's make this one with this kind of feathers? I mean, you look at a, a male wood duck, it'll knock your eyes out how beautiful they are. They fly over. They come in from Canada. They just migrate, and they're like airplanes. They land on the water. Now that airplane is a boat. And he's paddling around. Some of them dive to eat 
50 feet under the water. Now, now he's, he's a, a submarine. submarine. <laughs> so he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a plane jet coming pretty fast. He's coming across out just dots. We blow at him with duck calls, and you look up and you hear, sounds like a plane coming. You look at, and you're looking at a boat now. Well, then you're looking at a submarine. What department in saltwater with all these different colors and different species? I just don't think saltwater got it in it. I just don't think. <laughs> nope. By the way, they go all over the cosmos with telescopes, satellites. They have not found one drop of water. Yep. They see places, they say, we think this is what? Nope. No water yet. None. So they say, well, water must have made us. But where'd you come from? God either made you or salt water. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? And is there a way out of here? For the atheist, I want to hear what he says. They have no chance. No chance. We live by faith. I've never seen Jesus Christ. I just read about him. It just happens that our calendars come from the time markers 2,022 years ago, give or take one or two, God shows up in flesh. Why would the world count time by one person who ever lived? Why do you count time by Jesus Christ? He bound to have done something big or we wouldn't put our calendars. It's 2,022 years since Jesus showed up. He has to answer those questions. Yeah. Plus, I'd, I'd ask him two more. Is there good and evil in this world we live in? Well, I think that's what he's struggling with because his well, no, friend no, lost that's, his That's daughter. why I'm saying you need to ask two questions. Is there good? Well, okay, that'd be God himself, God Almighty, his Son, his Holy Spirit. And is there evil? Yes, that would be Satan, the evil one. Okay, you lost a daughter. God didn't kill her, okay? Trust me when I tell you that. Satan did. So, look, if this is true, there's your sins are removed, the blood of Jesus on the cross. God becomes flesh 2,022 years ago, dies on a cross. He keeps the law perfectly, dies to get us out from under it, is resurrected three days later, he beats death for us, went back into heaven. He's there 24-7 to constantly cleanse us of any mistake we make as we follow him. Faith in Jesus, winner take all. Amen. If there's no God, I'm going to die thinking there is, and there's life beyond this life. I'm going to die thinking, what's next, Lord? <clears throat> you live with hope or you live without hope. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take my chance with Jesus. Me too. I'm, I'm going with that. I'm with you, fellas. Okay. I'm with hey. you, fellas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to close this out with a Bible verse. And, Phil, you started us off with what happens to be my dad's favorite verse, so I'm going to end with it. 
1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12, and make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and that you will not be dependent on anybody. Phil, I think you made this your ambition and mission accomplished because you have the respect of a lot of people and you aren't dependent on anybody. So thank you for joining us, Phil. No problem. Go check out uh, his new book and stay tuned right now because Cy's got a new show. We're just churning stuff out. Cy and Jace and the and Jeff and their treasure hunting show. We're going to give you a little clip of that on YouTube. You can listen to it if you're just listening to the podcast. And we'll see you all next time right here in the Duck Call Room. So obviously Murray's not with us today. I know. Where is he at anyway? He went to Kansas for his birthday. His 75th birthday. He loves God. Kansas. Well, hey, I, I know why. Yeah. He goes up there to get away from everybody. Well, he works on his property and clears stuff. It just seems weird that he does the total opposite that everyone else does in that most people throw a party and everybody comes together. He goes to be by himself yeah, Hundreds of miles deal, away. I, I get told. He I'm told me he was going meteorite hunt. Oh. I said, by yourself? He's found some. I know. I, yeah. I know he made a knife. That's the coolest thing. For his son-in-law's wedding to his daughter, he gave him and himself matching meteorite knife. It's the coolest he made, knife. Yeah, that he actually he got them made. Well, that's yeah. like, what do you get a man like Murray? What would you possibly get him? I mean, he's 75 years old. He, he has, has the best knife and gun collection I've ever seen. Oh, hey. Ever. If you're running around with a knife from outer space, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, why don't we go, Jace, to Kansas and surprise Murray for his birthday and find a meteorite? Hey, yeah, he went up there to get away from everybody, <laughs> dummy. No, he <laughs> loves me and Jace. You Dude, he's got nothing to do with it. He, that's where he, he's going to his hideaway. I'm kind of with Sal. No, man. he's invited me there before. Oh, has he? Yeah. Yeah, but he just went up there to get away from everybody. I get it, but I think he would think it was a cool surprise. And plus, we could find something from outer space. I mean, I've, I've never done that. I don't know anything about it. But when you think about it, after Murray survived cancer, if it was anybody that you need to celebrate their birthday, yeah, I think it's Murray. Yeah, I like it. I like it, boys. Right. Murray's a sweet man. Good man. I guarantee you one thing, he'll be surprised. Is there any money in, in meteorites? I think I, so. I have no idea. I had to do a little research, boys. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, my goodness. Depending on which you find, some of them are worth $2,000 a pound. Cha-ching. <laughs> what in the world? Not a thousand hey, pounder. I know what y'all doing next week. What? Y'all going to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs>